0: Welcome to Girls on Girls, the podcast in which two girls discuss HBO's Girls. I'm Lou and I'm here with Jenna. Hi! And we're here to discuss the last ever episode of our beloved girls.
1: (laughs) I don't know how to feel. This feels
0: very surreal. It does, doesn't it?
1: It feels weird that we're not gonna get a new episode every week and come to this lovely room and talk about it together.
0: Yeah, but we'll, we'll find a way to carry on. Yeah. I saw some people talking on Reddit about how they want to do like a mass rewatch on Reddit, on like the subreddit of girls, so maybe we can pitch our- Cool. ...podcast to them.
1: Well that's perfect. Yeah. Because we've done season one, but it's time for season two.
0: And three, and four, and five. (laughs) Exactly. It'll be nice now we've got it as a whole, Mm. we've got the complete picture be Funny how to see and interesting to see how it differs, yeah. On what we know, yeah, I completely agree where the clues are because Lena Dunham said she knew what was going to happen from about season I think maybe even season one or season two. She had no idea about mm. where they were going to end up, which is crazy, yeah, super crazy.
1: And she said in an interview, didn't she, that she and Jenny Connor like spent a night on the phone together just like talking about all of the girls' future and where yeah. they would be like. Where they would die. Like she says, she knows how Hannah's gonna die. I wonder how
0: Hannah's <laughs> gonna die.
1: Surely she's having a heart attack, isn't she, from eating too much junk food? Yeah,
0: too too much <laughs> um, cupcakes in the bar.
1: That's exactly how I picture myself dying.
0: Although there are lots of very old people who have survived a long time on a diet of full fat milk, mm. cream, desserts, gin, cheese, cheese,
2: fucking love, smoking,
0: cheese. not wearing seatbelts. That's true. You and now know. we're dying younger. Oh. I don't think that's true, but I feel like it will be true because people exercise too much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a thing, babe. That's a thing. Is it, though? You get, like, 25-year-old seemingly healthy men suddenly dropping dead we because... have always
1: had that, though. Okay. Maybe we just... Did. Well, maybe not. But I used to have this theory that I think I completely made up that everyone gets a certain amount of heartbeats, right? There's only so many beats your heart can do. Yeah. And, like, potentially... Like, if you exercise too much, you, like, use up too many heartbeats. But by exercising more, you lower your resting heart rate, don't you? So you've got to find that sweet spot. Yeah,
0: sweet spot between Mm. too many and just enough heartbeats. Yes. But I did completely
1: make that up, so...
0: (laughs) I think we're quite good at fake news at the moment. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Especially with my, sort of, medical theories about (laughs) stuff.
1: You're always just making up some fake news about yourself.
0: Definitely. I feel like we are... Procrastinating on The inevitable On the inevitable of getting to talk about this final episode It's a funny episode for I me. think the way that we need to think about it is Last week's episode Was the finale Like the more classic finale And mm. this week Was an epilogue Yes And I think it works as an epilogue But it doesn't necessarily work As a finale of such a massively important show I feel
1: like I didn't need to see this episode I don't think it gave me anything more it felt to me like it was opening up another series, like another life yeah. for Hannah, like another chapter yeah. of the story, whereas last week it fe- felt like it was done.
0: Yeah. Because um, I didn't necessarily feel like I needed to see her becoming a mother. Yeah, I didn't need to and see that's it to know what she would be like, you know? But I feel like um, Lena Dunham and Jenny Connor and Judd Apatow just wanted to do this episode because they wanted, for their own, like, satisfaction, they wanted to see mm. what was going to happen.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. And the thing is that I didn't dislike this episode at all. I found it hysterically funny at points. Sad. A little sad at at moments, moment. Depressing. But I just
0: didn't feel like I needed it. It didn't give me anything. I think we've been struggling since The Fateful Episode 8 with Adam. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think that so used up my emotional sort of stamina. Mm-hmm that I have been finding it difficult to sort of emotionally connect again. Like, I didn't feel the need to cry. No, not at all. Because we watched it together, which is... We've only done... That's the first time we've done that, which is yeah. weird. I know. We've always done it separately. And then sort of just come together to talk about it. Mm. But I was expecting to have to cry and embarrass myself in front of you, but... <laughs> I felt totally relaxed and chilled. yeah bit stressed out by the crying of ba- the baby that the baby crying. cried
1: a lot i saw someone tweet being like would that baby just stop crying so i can watch
0: the final episode <laughs> <of> girls <laughs> i think it acted as like a nice musical score
1: yeah and almost you know you get you're frustrated like hannah's frustrated like i just want to get on with my life and you won't stop crying and it's yeah. really stressful
0: yeah but they sh- they're showing us we don't have babies no to much to our dismay <laughs> but i imagine they cry a lot and it gives you that frustration and that panic for like, why won't you stop crying? Do you hate me? Like, what am I doing? Yeah. Are you in pain? Like, what's wrong? a lot of
1: people can probably relate to Hannah saying that she feels like her baby hates her because, yeah. you know, it's really hard. Well, that's what everyone says and I think everyone also says you can know it's hard but you don't know how hard it is until you do it. Yeah. And so I think, you know, that's great to show us that Hannah's
0: life isn't a dream but I never imagined it was going to be completely That's what you were saying her. to me at the end. You were like, newsflash, being a mum is hard and Hannah's not very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> or like we she's... knew that though, didn't we? Yeah. We knew that she would struggle because she is prone to struggle. Yeah. In her own, like, slightly narcissistic way which makes us love her. Exactly. And it's what we love about girls. It's real. It doesn't go
1: to you. And Motherhood is this TV ad where, like, birds chirp and your baby gurgles at you. Like, yeah. They never
0: cry and breastfeeding is really easy and natural and wonderful.
1: Yeah. Girls are showing us, no, Motherhood's really fucking hard and the movies lie to you. Great. And, like,
0: your (laughs) vagina can split right up to your asshole.
2: (laughs)
1: not something i want to ever
0: happen to me i feel like it's inevitable oh
1: god do you know what i like secretly think i'll be really good at giving birth i think
0: that too but I, maybe everyone thinks that but that's why i'm when i, I eventually decide to get pregnant yeah. i'm gonna start doing a lot of yoga get stretching getting i'm out. gonna do like there's a really nice like yogic squat mm. that is really good for just like that position because i plan on giving birth in the yogic squat because i feel like gravity is going to help you get that baby out people say that or on all fours because i've always thought it's weird that modern medicine makes women lie on their backs apparently that's not
1: normal like you
0: wouldn't poo lying down
1: (laughs) that is true
0: like maybe that's the dream for some people but it's going to be harder to push something out of your body without gravity helping you i was watching a
1: giraffe give birth live on facebook oh yes i saw this too too. i didn't
0: see i just scrolled past it
1: poor giraffe i mean has this giraffe consented to its birth being live streamed but um you know anyway the ethics of sharing a but giraffe. but that's like story. when robbie
0: williams got in loads of trouble because he videoed his wife giving birth did she get cross with him i don't think i read the rest of that article okay. um but
1: anyway i just saw this giraffe did poo itself while it was giving birth so uh, you know everyone poos himself giving birth apparently my mum told me that you're supposed to have like, or they don't do it anymore. But if you
0: have a like enema, yeah, I think that's before, quite an old fashioned thing though.
1: I'm I'm bang up for that because I don't really want to pee myself while giving birth. Also, if you think about it, there's only a certain amount of space right between the vaginal wall and the like rectum. Rectum. So
0: if you've got like a big poo there, that
1: is not enough <laughs> space for like the baby's head, is it?
0: Well, apparently, part when you go into like active labour or whatever part of it is you need to do like a big poo and it, mm. your body just clears out your bowels. maybe
1: when i'm really pregnant i'll start getting colonics like really close to the do you have like birth.
2: safe? yeah why not?
0: It's, okay. it's like an enema isn't it? yeah. i've always quite fancied getting coloni- colonic as well. yeah. i feel like there's a lot of shit in me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: apparently you feel great after having a colonic. Like,
0: ten pounds lighter. <laughs> it's like running around.
1: I just feel like it's not the kind of thing I would invest in with money, you know?
0: Only if I'm super rich. Mm. Like a super successful rich businesswoman who just gets enemas every now and again. (laughs) It's like part of her health. Some people get really obsessed
1: with enemas, they don't know. Like I read on the internet about like coffee enemas. Oh gosh. Apparently
0: it's really good for you, but doesn't coffee make you poo anyway? I just don't know. I just yeah
1: why are we obsessed with bum holes? In, this, in the past couple of episodes yeah we're really getting into but at least you know hannah horvath does not shy away from letting you know that she feels like her vagina and her anus are one
0: well being. we knew we knew that we would get some sort of the gritty details of motherhood mm-hmm. which i'm sure she gets has been getting from jenny connor because lina Dunham's not had a baby mm. because we knew it wouldn't it wasn't going to be this romanticized yeah, and girls as well woman are very
1: honest about female bodies and the yeah. fact that female bodies, you know, everywhere else are pretty much displayed as sexual objects yeah. that are perfect. And
0: But it's okay for them to like, stretch and shrink and change yeah, and yeah. split I mean, you know, in half. All, be-
1: <laughs> all these um, naked shots of Lena Dunham in this episode, you know, looking... I don't know if they have used any prosthetic... They
0: use... I looked this up. They use, like, prosthetic lactation nipples. Oh. Because they're much darker and bigger than her usual nipples. And they painted on stretch marks on her belly. To give her more of a sort of realistic postpartum body. body, Yeah.
1: yeah. So I think it's great to show us that and and not, like, a real thin, like... Or just a bounce back, you know, um, to show that things do
0: change and, Yeah. Because I was actually just reading an article this morning on The Pool Mm -hmm. about a woman um, just saying no one talks about the physical trauma of giving birth, Mm. and she was talking a lot about her episiotomy, and just saying, like, people don't tell you, like, that it's frightening and traumatic, Mm. so it's, they do tell you the horror stories before you give birth, but then afterwards you're expected, it's expected that the miracle of having a baby eclipses all the pain and the
1: trauma yeah it was like Lena Dunham was oh sorry Hannah was like I know I'm still bleeding from my vagina which
0: I don't five months yeah whatever later I don't know
1: if that's normal but I don't know but I didn't realise until my mum told me maybe like two or three years ago that you just like have the mother of all periods after you give birth because your like lining has been just like thickening up like and you bleed for like six to eight weeks I was like what the fuck she was like where did you think it went Jen I was like I don't know mum I just didn't think about it I thought like, when you give birth to the placenta, I thought it just all comes out yeah no apparently not I was like that's the last fucking thing you need after you've just like given birth and ripped your body open it's just like to bleed for eight weeks I don't
0: know because I was born by c-section and my mum the thing that she struggled with most is that her um, scar got infected Mm. and she said that she had very like a very high fever and was in my now bedroom mm-hmm. um she was in there with me as a baby and she said that she was having these really like trippy fever dreams about people coming in and stealing me Aww. and i think maybe someone raping her oh god That's I'm, saying, I'm so sorry i put you through this <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just
1: you know you don't really think about the realities of the post-birth do you no you postpartum you just think yeah you just think about the, the labor, labor being the baby horrible and, stuff, and yeah. awful but then you'll be kind of fine because because everyone's kind of fine that's what you're supposed to do but actually part of me thinks that the female body was not particularly well designed for you know that's quite a small exit
0: yeah i feel and like animals have a lot bigger like two holes are too close together yeah which is what i've always thought about when how i get very off like recurrent utis it's just because the holes are too close yeah. together and men don't, doesn't happen to them so much because mm. it's a bit further away. It's true. Our vaginas
1: need to evolve, don't they? Yeah. The whole area <laughs> needs some evolving. Maybe by the time we
0: have kids and they have kids and well, those kids have yeah. kids, we'll have evolved it will, genitals. It will be spreading around. Could you imagine? Like... The vagina will be, like, halfway <laughs> up the belly. And, like, the asshole will just be, like... On your back. On your back. <laughs> so weird. How did so we get weird.
1: here? I don't really know. We should
0: talk about Grover, shouldn't we? Yeah. He's cute, isn't he? Really cute. But I'm not pleased about that she took, um, poor Louise. Yeah, S- suggested name. Grover is the worst name
1: I've ever. I don't heard. think he
0: deserves to name this baby. Also, Grover sounds like the name of a dog. A dog. We were discussing this, and you said Grove is cool. I think Grove is cool. Yeah. Grovey is quite sweet. As yeah. like a nickname, but Grove
1: he... or Grovey, I could get on board with. I could imagine a really cool guy being called Grove.
0: Grover Horvath <laughs> <laughs> doesn't roll off the tongue we really. Doesn't.
1: Paul Louis surname? Do we?
0: No. Maybe he doesn't have one. <laughs> <laughs> like Cher. Madonna.
1: Yes, I love that. Adele.
0: Mhm. Yeah, what is Adele's surname? She probably I mean, she definitely has one.
1: Yeah, I mean, like
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. Um but Grover's super cute. He's big. We were trying to f- figure out the timeline. He just seems like a big baby. I refuse to
1: believe that Grover is only 13 pounds. Like, I know the camera adds 10 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> but he looks like a big boy. Not like a fat boy, but like... Like, he's just... He's he's just, just long. He's, but maybe he's tall. He's, but, like, that's more than 13 pounds of weight, surely. Yeah, because we Googled this. Yeah. Well, an average baby at five months old... In the 50th percentile. So that's um, a 16
0: pound baby, isn't it? Yeah, 16 pounds. So fucking heavy.
1: Yeah. So that's he's like three pounds under that, but he doesn't look like he's small for his age. So
0: are we body? Are we body shaming Grover? I'm not body shaming Grover. I just can we body shame babies? Wrong. (laughs) Maybe. But okay, we need to rewind and go back to the beginning of this episode. Mm -hmm. We have that lovely that motif shot panning up the bed yeah the... i thought it was elijah to begin with oh no i could tell from like the well-defined muscly arms <laughs> that it was and it was just so nice because i think that's one of our first scenes in season one yeah, with them together in the bed but it was the opposite way oh yeah it goes from right to left this one and the other ones went from left to right Ah, oh, so. very good louis yeah
1: It was lovely. And it was lovely to see Marnie with Like, holding the bump. Holding the bump. And she's not alone. And she'll always have Marnie, which was really lovely. And I loved Hannah's, like, shock. Like, what the
0: fuck are you doing here? Because she wasn't invited. (laughs) No. But she has decided that she wants to do what Adam sets out to do. And Laird. And Laird. And Elijah.
1: (laughs) Isn't Hannah lucky that so many people are volunteering Stepping in
0: to help her raise her baby.
1: I don't think that many people would help me.
0: I think my mum would. Yeah. And, um, like, we would help each other. Yeah. I pretty much, you could be like, fuck off, Lou. And I'd be like, no, I'm, I'm staying. <laughs> I've moved in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Marnie saying that's what she feels she needs to do. Yeah, she's not got anything else going on. She's living in a mum's home gym.
1: I mean, fair enough, Marnie's got to get out of her mum's house before the Michael sister becomes a real But thing.
0: classic Marnie, the competitiveness that's just inherent <laughs> to her being. Part of her motivation to come and help Hannah raise her baby is the fact that she's like winning at the friend game. Like all her other <laughs> friends are fucked off but she is the best friend. I am your best friend. And she has won. Yeah. Name another friend you've
1: got. Shoshana wants nothing to do with us. Elijah's not here. You know, Adam,
0: where the fuck is he? Yeah. Same as Jessa. But I am your best friend. And there's like that manic, yeah. non-blinking face where she's just like, I won! I'm the best friend. <laughs> so then we do a slightly annoying jump cut forward mm-hmm. i really don't like the whole five months yeah we can tell by how big the baby is and then we wouldn't be thinking like if this baby is five months old like shouldn't it be this weight yeah
1: yeah just, we just like cope with what was given i sometimes focus.
0: feel like tv shows don't they need to trust their audience to just like be okay with not having to know a time frame yeah 'Cause it's not a natural thing for girls to do. Like the one forward. where it
1: jumps forward and she's with a man named Fran. In the snow. Yeah. And you're like, Yeah, we can tell it's snowing. <laughs> like, it's just like a horror it's like a cliche thing. And Alexander. Actually yeah. we could have completely done with that. We could have just started the next season with her, with him.
0: Yeah, with um yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. But anyway, back to this episode. Yeah. Um so yeah, then we jump forward and Hannah's in the office and he's being weighed and the doc.. she's.. the classic Hannah's got quite neurotic again and we see.. i could relate to this. yeah like has it been disinfected? can right. i not have my other doctor? she's on holiday. She, yeah like, but i work when i'm on holiday and um she's not really getting that. you know she always thinks that she's the most important
0: thing and i think yeah that's quite a natural feeling. but she's doing her.. i can pretty much.. this is the, the thing that worries me about having a baby one day. it's like constantly worrying like whether they're about to die. yeah. I know when I've looked
1: after my nieces and nephews and they've gone to sleep. Just like, oh, are, they oh god, they are they breathing? Oh my god, they would just totally stop breathing when I was looking after them. <laughs> yeah, be, like, everyone like, would be like, of course then...
0: the baby was with Jess, uh, Jenna when, when he died. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, such a you thing to do, Jen. Yeah, <laughs> kill the baby. <laughs> Maybe I can't say that on the podcast. <laughs> you can. I've never killed a baby. <laughs> I have successfully looked after They're quite still a few breathing. babies.
1: Yeah, Well and... They're definitely still breathing. My niece rang me up the other day. She's now five. And she rang... Well, I mean, she didn't ring me, but she was on the phone to me. She was right, like, Siri, <laughs> ring Auntie Jenna. Um, but she wanted to ring me to play a game with her over the phone mm-hmm. where I had to pretend to be Princess Sophia. Yeah. And she was big georgia she's called georgia but she likes to be big georgia yeah and um she had to ask me around to play with her but um if i came i wasn't allowed to pick my nose because i always pick my nose (laughs) do you (laughs) no i was just like what are you talking about she's like promise me if you come to play you won't pick your nose (laughs) well you're like okay okay i won't i
0: can't promise that You're five now, you need to know people promise and they lie
1: about stuff and then she just hung up that was it like <laughs> psychopath. yeah she's very strange well she is related to you so yeah, this is also the child that was given a camera at school and took pictures of her own bum instead of nature <laughs> <laughs> oh please tell the podcast the whole story of that very funny she um basically was picked up from school and was laughing like hysterically until she was basically crying and my sister couldn't get out of her what it was that she'd done and or what was so funny eventually she said that she it was photos and they were like what photos and she said i was given a camera to take pictures of my work for school and instead i took a picture of my bum
0: The logistics of this, like did you get a friend to help her? I have no idea. Like an assistant? But an arm an assistant.
1: <laughs> I'd love it if she got herself like a like a wind blowing assistant. Yeah. Like Beyonce. Um yeah, they went into the school the next day and they said, Do do you mind just checking what Georgia took pictures of? And it was pictures of her bum. So there
2: you go. I <laughs> <laughs> love
0: that so much. We are very much like anus fetish yeah, at I the know. moment. We need to stop talking about bums.
1: <laughs> okay, let's. Um we need to veto bum chat. Yes,
0: done.
1: Well Hannah started it, you know. She did. Um So then... big baby aside, Grover is here. Grover's here, and he's yeah. super cute. And but Hannah's crying not finding it easy. He's crying a lot and this is like where the title of the show comes from. He's not latching. He's not latching on. But she's persevering and she's breast pumping, which Ooh, that sounds horrible to me. I
0: find the noise breast pumps makes so
1: funny. Like, <laughs> and then when she's got the like thingy on later in the episode and um, Marnie says she looks like a ghostbuster. Yeah. <laughs> she's got the backpack with like the motor on. <laughs> and she's just got two bottles hanging off her. Um, it's like full on udder, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, God bless her. She's like still persevering with pumping all of the time yeah. when, you know, the baby's not been taking a bottle for like... Yeah taking a boob for like months yeah because he Mad. did didn't he
0: so for six weeks he breastfed because i think people are people are getting mixed or having mixed opinions about this the use of breastfeeding as like a narrative tool or like breast is best and because people are like oh they're being really judgmental about yeah the breast is best and formula is really bad and stuff but they're not I don't think that's what they're doing. I don't think they
1: are. I think they're saying you've got to do what's right for you and, like, yes, everyone does know. Like, and, you know, if you can't breastfeed or you don't want to breastfeed, that's absolutely fine. Formula's a great alternative and it has meant that you know, thousands of babies have been fed and or millions yeah, When probably, they probably and, would have just died off. Well, you know, it's amazing. It's dead amazing.
0: babies again. Why am I talking about dead babies?
1: <laughs> but it's also, you know, formula companies are pretty horrible. They yeah. convince parts people in other developing countries that they not should to use, breastfeed and not to breastfeed, they should use formula and they've used that with dirty water and it's caused like other bad things yeah you know it's all a bit murky and weird but you know if you physically can't breastfeed or you just don't want to or it's too painful or anything like that and you want to use formula no shame do it but hannah's kind of working with the no- knowledge that you know you get all these nutrients from breastfeeding yeah. and and marnie is marnie is a bit
0: like she's her very judgmental she and like she's reading all the, all the books, all the books and like being a bit sort of like what you're not doing it right obviously Mm -hmm. just like make an envelope with your nipple envelope envelope (laughs) um and I love that line where Hannah goes seriously Marnie every time you say nipple a fairy dies yeah
1: so good also at some point Hannah's I really enjoyed the fact that Hannah's like we've been friends for how many years and I've like never seen your nipples which is hilarious because obviously um Alison Williams was the only one that said yeah no need of tea in her clothes. And
0: right in season one, in the first episode, when they're in the tub together, Mm -hmm. and uh, Hannah's like, why are you still wearing your towel? Like, I've never seen you naked. And you've seen me naked all the time. (laughs) So there's like nice sort of cyclical elements to this final episode, which I enjoyed. Definitely.
1: Um, Yeah, and she's sort of, she's just a bit much, isn't she, on Hannah? Like, Marnie's so lovely and she means well and it's amazing that she's there trying to help her... But it—it's
2: not.
0: Reading they've managed. The vibe, they've managed like
1: five months to together. That's true. They've done quite a long time. But she's not reading the vibe on what Hannah needs, which is some space, a bit of space and some a like bit of privacy. Down, just like and,
0: not. Yeah. I sometimes think maybe all the books can get a bit overwhelming, and you have to sort of just yeah because I was felt like quite frustrated and distressed just hearing this baby cry yeah, all the time which was very effective actually
1: yeah kind of just needs a bit of do you know what babe if it's not working it's not working if it's too much would we'll, let's just switch to formula or you know let's just see or you have to just pump and bottle feed and yeah that's... or and but basically by the end of the episode you know she's been kind of pushing for formula hasn't she for yeah. a while and they're like we fed Grover with formula and she's like great like kind of relieved that like it just takes the pressure it off. takes the pressure off that it's just decided now that that is an option for yeah. for the baby
0: but we see that hannah and marnie are in this weird like fraught romantic relationship with mm-hmm. each other yeah and Marnie sort of trying to carry on a love life somehow <sighs> over the internet she wants in to go way. to this jazz night yeah jazz and, in the village the, with a cheese
1: flight or whatever yeah
0: and hannah's like well i can't go obviously yeah i know
1: i felt at that point i thought hannah was being a bit unfair because she should be like yeah go like go like i can't go but you go and enjoy yourself and yeah but or maybe we can see if we could get someone to come look after him or there's
0: still a bit of the selfishness of hannah yeah i think hannah needs to like
1: meet mum friends and like
0: get herself a group and yeah she needs mum friends definitely. yeah I feel like that's something she would be very like snooty about, and just being like, I don't need mum friends. They're or just, like, just not like, join in. Fascists, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, maybe that would have been nice to see, though. She's like finding... a nice
0: liberal group of mum friends. Yeah,
1: Hannah finding her new tribe. You know, her old friends haven't worked out for her. And... Yeah. Because part of what I was saying this epi- to you before was that I think I would have preferred not to have seen Marnie in this episode. Mm. Although I loved it. <clears throat> I think had Marnie offered in last week's episode to come with her, and yeah. Hannah just been like, "No, I need to do this on you, my and own." And you need to, have to be and happy. You need to be happy, and we sort of said goodbye to to all of the other characters and New York in that episode, and yeah. then this was the episode of Hannah making her new life and things, and maybe yeah. with her mum, like as well. I think I would have preferred it. It just felt weird to me that it was with Marnie, but not with the other anyone girls. else. Yeah, and anyone else.
0: But like I've already said on this podcast that Miney's always been like maybe we're the great love story. Yeah. And I felt like they were maybe harping back to that. But it I all just felt very are. weird. Like, it like very felt very weird because I read a comment somewhere, someone said somewhere on the internet that like New York was the biggest character of this show. Yeah. And it felt really bizarre. Not necessarily good or bad to not have New York in that final episode. Mm. It just felt sort of alienating and just didn't sit well Mm. but that's probably the intended feeling
2: yeah
1: i don't know like part of me kind of wishes that for the final episode we'd seen like a little snippet not necessarily but like maybe like a montage with some great music of all of the different characters we've ever seen just where they are now living their lives as that and that being our final thing and then it ending on Hannah with her life so we could have seen like Shosh picking out furniture for her yeah. new place or leaving to go on her honeymoon or and Jessa doing whatever, whatever and Adam, and, doing,
0: Adam whatever. doing
1: whatever and yeah just Elijah opening night or something like that so we all kind of
0: but that would have been that would have been like the cliched I know, sitcom ending wouldn't it
1: that. yeah
0: I think so we've invested such a lot of time and energy yeah. and emotion into this show
1: they don't want necessarily have to see positive things yeah. like so it could have been adam having a fight with yet another director so it shows you that he's literally in storming off a set he's never yeah. gonna achieve he's always gonna find a problem
0: Or oh, him yeah, having like loads of rejection letters yeah, from all yeah. the film festivals
1: <laughs> <laughs> for that stupid film
0: yeah exactly full disclosure oh, God. <laughs> shit balls
1: yeah i think just that i don't know I don't know it just felt like a separate thing like it was starting a new season a new show a new yeah l- journey oh.
0: but i loved i loved the scene where um money was driving hannah and the baby home from the doctors mm-hmm. and she starts singing tracy chapman love that and you can tell that money's like setting up this perfect moment
2: mm-hmm. like
0: they're the people in the song that she's singing about yeah and i was just like, fuck's sake and it really reminded me of that lovely scene back in season three where they're driving to pick up jessa from rehab mm-hmm. and they're singing maroon for her and she's singing maroon five and adam just like loses it and smashes the <laughs> stereo i also loved it it's so
1: real to hannah to just be like i don't want this i don't
0: per- want to listen to fucking tracy chat i don't I'm want tired. this
1: perfect little moment that you're concocting and your singing voice really winds me up yeah <laughs> just yeah yeah i liked that it was really fun the thing is is that like i did like this episode i laughed a lot during it
0: um but we also were like
1: what what's happening why yeah like hannah's walk off into the night i was just a bit like bored by it i was like
0: that's very irresponsible thing to do when you're breastfeeding you can't do that yeah and also your boobs would be literally just like hard as rocks (laughs) wouldn't they
1: I don't know, probably. They fill up loads. And, and if, just, like, leak out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But Marnie calls up Lorene. And gets Lorreen down. And gets Lorene over because she's like, she's not here for you, Hannah, she's here for me, I'm struggling. <laughs> yeah. And for me, Lorreen is the highlight of this episode. She is the best part of this episode. Yeah. She
1: gives Hannah that dose of reality,
0: doesn't she? I just feel like there's a nice amount of closure for her as well. Yeah. yeah. She seems a bit in a bit of, like, a better place than she was in gummies. Yeah, she definitely does. Um, well, she's not high vomiting on herself in a <laughs> Chinese restaurant. <laughs>
1: That's a good fucking start, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, the talk... She gives both girls a
1: really good talk about life and yeah. what she's learned. And, you know, with Hannah, she's like, it's not a fucking temp job, Hannah. You can't quit this. You've made this decision. you made the decision. This child yeah. is, like, relying on you. You're its mother. You think this is the hard bit. Just wait, you know.
0: I thought it was a really interesting choice to... Have them like Hannah being in the bath and her mum sitting with her mm-hmm. as like a nice mirroring because you know like how mums bathe their yeah. children and stuff, and just like passing her the towel and her clothes, mm-hmm. but at the same time giving her like harsh realities. realities. Yeah,
1: yeah, and like when Hannah's like, I could literally do up my bra every day. Yeah, could you just do it now? Yeah. <laughs> which is the exact kind of thing i do with my mum yeah stop helping me but (laughs) help me me? (laughs) could you help me but make it seem like i don't need the help (laughs) exactly like it was my idea for you to help me like you're not doing it because you want to (laughs) i bet my i know my mum's gonna watch this today or tomorrow and literally be like oh this is so you
0: (laughs) (laughs) i feel like your mum would i mean i've not met her but i feel like i know her on some sort of weird level (laughs) yeah i feel like she'd be very present like a very present grandmother
1: she is a very present grandmother yeah she is a very good mother my mum is literally like mother earth she's had four of her own children yeah and um literally she just spends her life looking after us all i mean she's been a mum for 45 years jesus christ and a grandmother. how old was
0: she when she had her first uh 20
1: my age yeah she tells me all the time that she was very old to be having a baby her first baby really (laughs) I mean it was a different time wasn't it it was a different time yeah um but, yeah, so she's just like, God, having four, that was a lot of work. Because, like, even now, if I never have all four of you happy and okay at the same time. Yeah, it's like juggling. She's like, it's just I'm waiting for one of you to ring and there to be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes she answers the phone to me and she's like, oh, it's you, you're good, you're, you're a happy one. So I can
0: have what my hour relief. with
1: you, a relief. Whereas and then like, I'll go
0: back and deal with the others. Yeah, exactly. What is it that Lorene shouts at Hannah when Hannah's like, I'm in pain and he's like well guess what everyone is everyone is in emotional pain
1: Hannah I think that's something you learn isn't it the older you get that no matter how happy anyone looks from the outside everyone is in some form everyone's
0: got their own cross to bear Yeah, yeah however we're living in a time where we have social media Instagram Mm -hmm. YouTube where people are sharing obsessively every part of their life and it's very curated yeah and we're constantly looking at other people and even though you try you try so hard not to compare and like steal other people's joy and be jealous of their joy you're comparing and you're thinking why is their life so perfect mm-hmm. when i feel so sad yeah i know what you mean but it's important to th- realize that they're just like the best versions of these people's yeah, lives yeah
1: i always think that facebook is like a, or instagram whatever it's like your own personal publication on yourself that you carefully curate to make it look like the best version of you yeah i'm constantly somewhere between am i absent enough from social media to look aloof or am i so absent from social media that i look like i might be dead (laughs) (laughs) my friend uh is my gauge on that and she'll message me being like babe you haven't posted in like six months and i think people might think you're dead now so (laughs) you have to post something so it looks like you're doing stuff
0: (laughs) the thing that i really hate nowadays is when people like have a theme of their instagram (sighs) page where like they make different shapes out of different Get photos over and like yourselves. few things are black and white and then some things are in pastel colors it's just like fuck off there are people just like with nothing in this world yeah i know but this that's is, a whole other this thing it's like
1: a Courtney kardashian quote there are people that are dying babies <laughs>
0: yeah
1: dying babies and you're worried about how your instagram looks i know
0: it's, it's all fucking it? ridiculous yeah but mm-hmm. that's, like, the whole, this generation, just, like... Yeah.
1: Of, mm. like, constantly being able to keep in touch and find out. It's, like... I think my mum said this to me as well, that she's, like, I never felt the pressure the way you feel pressure. Because, you know,
0: I felt... You don't know what other people are doing unless, unless you the phone pe- them up and yeah. talk to them. Yeah, I
1: knew the people I worked with and I knew my family and I knew the people that lived next door, what they were doing, kind of, all the time. But I had no idea what some random girl I went to school with was then doing. I feel like we'd all be
0: a lot happier if so would i i I, it was
1: not like this someone i went to school with who i haven't spoken to for like 15 years got engaged like a few days ago yeah and i literally looked at it and i was like fucking
0: fucking hate what what what's wrong with my life (laughs) the thing is why why do you care just like delete her on facebook and the thing is
1: if we were in another time period if we were like 10 15 years ago i would never have known that I would never have known that she was and engaged and I wouldn't would, have cared. Yeah, your life would just be the same. I know. And yeah, I spent about three hours a worrying few days about ago it. worrying about the fact that we had the same chances in life and somehow she was engaged and I'm still here. Like,
0: why? Who cares? Because maybe the person she's ma- getting married to, like, has really horrible personality. Yeah. Maybe he's a maniac. Exactly. Maybe he has really bad breath but we need to think positive positively and think <laughs> of the sisterhood and lift yeah, her up
1: it's true i mean she's really happy good for her.
0: didn't what did i say to you when you told me that she got engaged and you were pissed off and yeah. you didn't know why and i said jen on the outside act happy but then to me and on the inside you can be as bitchy as you need to be
1: <laughs> it's like you know when hannah and ray uh uh, and she's wearing that stupid hat and they're sat together she's yeah. like i'm so happy for everyone and then she's like i'm faking everything yeah <laughs> that's how i feel all the I time i feel
0: like we need to go back mm-hmm. and just remember that scene where she tries to give him a blowjob <laughs> and that weird like ice cream bell. <sighs> oh, that's so horrible i think that may have been the last time
1: they were on screen together
0: probably have we seen them together on screen i this? don't i don't think so i've always liked them together on I screen. i do really like them together. Like, i, I love, love that one where he's taking naked photos of her to send so to her, a man named Fred. so good.
1: Fran. so good. i really wish that we'd seen ray telling hannah like what the fuck are you doing with this baby or giving her some like life. he
0: could have been the best like non-religious godfather. couldn't he? he'd be such a good godparent. do you know
1: what ray should have offered to raise the baby with hannah?
0: What the hell, they've missed a trick.
1: You? <laughs> they have missed a trick. That would have been absolutely great. That would have been it? immense. So good. Because he's nicely cynical he, enough. And he got set up by Hermie with all this like property and money and shit. They would have been so happy together. Or
0: he couldn't, he didn't have to be like a relationship thing. He could have just like been the silent investor of the yeah, baby. I
2: know.
0: Just like helped out and just like departed his wis- wisdom mm. on the baby. I
1: missed Ray. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't even get Ray in the second to last
0: episode, didn't we? No, they? we just had him in episode yeah. eight.
1: That's it. we left him with him on a kiss.
0: Yeah. We left Shosh engaged. We left Jessa and Adam having, maybe getting together but we're not probably sure. back
1: together, but also <coughs> her having assuaged her guilt to <laughs> Hannah. Form noise. Yeah. Sorry.
0: So we left that. Lion
1: just got his dream role. Marnie, I suppose now in this episode Has on the least
0: growth of anyone ever. ever. <laughs> <laughs> although of course now she vapes what was that all
1: about that was vape a the pain away. choice
0: wasn't it vape the pain away
1: jen i can't tell you how much i hate vaping i think i, I hate I vaping it, but... more than i hate smoking
0: it's like this whole vape culture that It's such a thing oh, where we live it's just to
1: fuck off doesn't it now, where we live has a vape cafe what it doesn't do very well
0: that? it's only got a number three on the hygiene rating has it mm. yeah I've never been in there. No, it's very... I don't think it's doing very well. I hope it goes soon. Yeah.
1: Sorry, people who own the vape cafe. I don't want you to lose your life Or people who vape
0: and it's a good way for them to not smoke. I feel... Yeah,
1: but I have got a lot of friends who vape more than they ever smoked. Because they think it's less dangerous yeah and because they can do it anywhere this is my problem with vaping is i think that it's fine and it's a good thing if it's getting you off of smoking um not
0: gonna maybe quit soon. yeah
1: and also we the thing that worries me is that it's not properly tested we actually don't know what it's doing to yeah. people. um but we should have the same rules as smoking there's absolutely no way you should be
0: allowed to vape indoors someone vaped in my house did they and the two people i live with we're like yeah that's fine and I was like I have not agreed to this I'm not okay with this person vaping in the house it's
1: not necessarily I know that it's just like vapour and it disappears and it's not the smell I like always, that I always think it
0: smells like a kid who ate loads of sweets and then vomited in the car <laughs> yeah, that's what I think mean. vape smells like but I just think that like we should just make people treat it like
1: it's smoking and then it won't become like a cultural thing like culturally we've made this big shift to say that smoking is not acceptable at indoors least it, at least if it, it outside. cool at least smoking looks cool i know i know think of like
0: marlon brando
1: i know i mean it's a horrible thing to say but the smoking does look cool except on not on me
0: no i'm Which, not very really good at smoking really
1: upsetting i look like a tragic like single mother <laughs> of James. five bridget jones <laughs> Yeah, and <laughs> just look hideous i don't look sexy and cool
0: ever no i don't think I would also just like cough a lot. It doesn't go with my It also life. makes me feel sick as well and like mm. I feel disgusting and you know when you have too much to drink and then you just like have the few social cigarettes, mm-hmm. the next morning it makes the hangover oh, so much so worse. so much
1: worse. Yeah. It's like
0: something died in your mouth.
1: It's, it's nasty. Yeah. I made a decision to not smoke at all um, about two years ago, three years ago now. Well done. Um, and since then I've maybe had like 10 cigarettes. So I think I've, I've done quite well. Mm. I've not had one in all of
0: 2017. That's brilliant. Mm. And we're getting quite far into 2017 Mm -hmm. now, aren't we?
1: We are getting very far. I made a rule, basically, that I would only ever smoke if someone else had a packet of Camel Blue cigarettes, because they're my absolute favourites. And so that is a very rare thing to happen. (laughs) (laughs) But when it does, I allow myself And then do you think, if it's a man, you think,
0: maybe I fancy this
1: person? I probably do, yeah. I always fancy people that probably aren't good for me. Yeah. Well, we know that. Skateboard
0: yeah we know that oh yeah you're really into like skateboarding okay. guys aren't you is this
1: why you keep dreaming that i'm having sex with the youngish man because he has i skateboard. didn't
0: i didn't keep That was one dream i had <laughs> we had last week's episode my weird dream about the youngish man and pa- neil patrick harris yeah don't mention the bum holes again we've made a pact no. <laughs> and um so this week i dreamt that jen and the youngish man were having sex and it was part of a so game I'm part of some sort of game but it's only because i think it was a com- i could see you know when you have dreams and you can totally see in your waking life like the seeds of where this dream came from mm-hmm. is of course we were talking about my sex life and then we were talking about orgies yeah
1: we're all going on holiday soon yeah and an orgy was proposed as a fun as idea. a joke as like a, a theoretical joke, theoretical yeah.
0: joke and that just made me sort of a bit and i think i was really worried that you were ovulating when you'd had sex I was like, if she gets pregnant with the youngish man's baby, like what the fuck am I gonna do? This is gonna ruin my whole life.
1: Um also please tell everyone what you said to me when you told me about what you were angry about.
0: I said to Jen that i in my dream I was more angry that the youngish man had ruined my like favourite female friendship of my twenties than the fact that he'd cheated on me with one of my best friends.
1: Oh, I love that. I was just I literally I was just like, ha 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 I'm more important than you <laughs> <laughs> oh. We need to get back to the episode We do again, don't we Oh can I talk about my dream before we do that?
0: Oh yeah Because I it. wanna know what people think this means. We need some Freudian type characters yeah, diagnosed, Jen.
1: When my alarm went off, it interrupted me in my dream right in the middle of giving um a speech to a room full of grey-haired men with grey beards, Mm -hmm. wearing bright red lipstick, whose lipstick had kind of got into their, like, moustaches and stuff, just a little bit, like, bled in. Like, they'd been, like, kissing or, like, applied it really badly. So they were all sitting looking at me, and I was giving a speech on the benefits of walking 10,000 steps a day. Why? I thought this could be a
0: really great, like, um, arcade fire music video. Yeah. It was really bizarre. Had you been doing anything with lipstick or, like... I bought a new lipstick, but I don't think like it was like that was red. No, I don't know. Thinking about walking a lot?
1: Well, I have been looking at my steps a lot and seeing if I've been walking 10,000 steps a day. But that must be where that comes from.
0: That's, like, a cool surreal dream, though. I just have... Weird. Slightly traumatic ones. <laughs> yeah. My sister once told me she has very bizarre, like, quite hellish dreams and she Mm. once dreamt that she saw a horse but its skin was on was like inside out so like the inside of the horse was on the outside yuck
1: that's not nice where did we get to on this episode hannah's struggling being a mum
0: that's baby that's it but that's basically this episode yeah and it's manifested in the fact that grover won't latch yeah and marnie's like she the baby can tell that you're really stressed out like all the cortisol yeah she's not fucking helpful is she no
1: yeah and then there's a really funny scene where she's like shouting at Grover and he kind of manifests himself into all the men that have ever wronged Hannah and yeah. it's quite interesting seeing Hannah having a relationship with a man but in a completely different way because it's she's trying to offer her
0: boob to him and she's just like do you think you're the first man to um refuse <laughs> this <laughs> Yeah. So why are you being an asshole? <laughs> and then she's just
1: like really mad at him and looking at him. And
0: I found that a bit difficult to watch, like the idea of just like shouting at your baby, just, yeah, like but calling he an asshole. Get no, it, me... But they do pick up. They're like dogs.
1: Yeah, a bit sense things. But he doesn't get the words. He doesn't know how mean she's being. But you know, she needed to do that, and she just just strongly thinks that Grover hates her. And yeah. it must be quite hard doing it with another woman. Like women are often jealous of other women, and and there is like always between females there's like a bit of a struggle power dynamic and in some way so i can definitely imagine Mm -hmm. feeling like my baby prefers you to me being like a in a way that i wouldn't feel like if it was in the man i just i just don't know why but i wouldn't i I don't think like it's a
0: female jealousy thing there is a really great novel written by miranda july Mm. called the first bad man and Oh, I have to give it to you, Reed, yeah. you to read. Or listen to the audiobook, because she's amazing. And she just she her character, I think it's pretty much Miranda July, mm-hmm. an amalgamation of her. She um is like this 40 year old not spinster, but she's unmarried and like mm-hmm. without a relationship. And um she has this thing where when she was a kid, her parents brought over some friends who had a young baby. And for some reason, she calls this baby Cabelco Bondi. (laughs) And from that time, she saw this baby and was like, had this deep spiritual feeling like that baby was hers. Mm. And like, she had this feeling like like that baby was saying, yeah, I love you more than my own mother and we'll like, end up together one day. So she, all throughout the novel, she sort of looks at different babies to see like, is that a Cabelco? Is that a Bondi? No, not that one. Like, yes, I'll see you again. And it's just amazing. It like really, it really picks up on this really weird part of, like, the female psyche. Mm. Really great book. I'll definitely give it a read. Yeah. I've
1: meant to read
0: some Miranda July for yeah, a long time. Yeah, she's one of my faves. Friends of Lena Donham as well, which makes me extremely jealous. I know. I feel like all the people I admire somehow
1: in, like, a linked pool together. And yeah. And I want to be in that pool. Like, Zadie Smith's, like, pals with Lena as well. hmm I love Zadie Smith. She's amazing.
0: Yeah. Very intelligent. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: so yeah i think in some way that like there is like this jealousy going on it's like worrying that grover will
0: love marnie more than yeah yeah because she there's a scene where hannah's trying to swaddle him and she can't do it and marnie does it perfectly
1: yeah and she's like fuck off marnie do it perfectly like you do everything perfectly like your hair and
0: stuff (laughs) 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 although she does life very imperfectly yeah it's true yeah
1: (laughs) yeah marnie's weird sort of duo life where she's like posing for men on the internet oh, and really bizarre and skype wanking with them what? so amazing very strange oh god when laureen walks in oh my <laughs> word that's like my worst nightmare that is one of my worst nightmares i think
0: nothing has ever happened to me like that before. no that's never happened to me either but i would die I would inside i could, could money Ma- money does what i would do and i'd be like i wasn't masturbating like when it's on <laughs> FaceTime, it's not masturbating.
1: <laughs> I was having a sexual encounter, actually.
0: Like, with this, this guy is obviously a personal trainer. Like, in my mind, that's where Marnie's gonna end up. Like, married to a nice personal trainer. Do you think? Yeah. Oh, I really see her being, like, um... Well, Lorreen says she should be, Marnie says she wants to be a lawyer. And Lorreen says about this friend she has, who's, the like, judge. really spunky and got this cool diamond earring. I just don't see that for Marnie. I just don't see Marnie having a, a career... career
1: really i can see marnie living in like westchester or something like a commuter town to new york or married to someone very wealthy married to like a doctor or a surgeon Mm -hmm. or a lawyer or something like that and having these children and being so involved in like the school committee and like doing all the things she wanted to do but like all through her kids and like cultivating that kind of life. Always doing like fundraisers and mixers and like yoga with the school mums. Like Mm
0: -hmm. I could just so see it. My god she is. I've been reading um, have you heard of the Feminine Mystique? Yes. By Betty Friedman? I think that's Right. right. And she talks about this feminine like the feminine mystique is this thing like where women of the 50s were told that being a mother and a housewife was, like, the be-all and end-all. But the problem, like, the next generation of children were being, like, really weird, like, despondent and, like, Mm. overtly sexual at young ages because these women who weren't allowed to have their own careers and their lives outside of the home were living vicariously through Mm. their children. Marnie is a feminine mystique victim.
1: I think she might be.
0: Like, there was this case study where there was a 13-year-old girl who got in trouble for, I think, like, having sex with older men. And it turned out that it was because the mum had been, like, putting her in nice dresses and, like, telling her how to be... um, How to be a grown-up Like, a grown-up woman and being attractive to men Mm. and stuff like that. I vividly remember the first
1: time my mum told me that a man was looking at me. I had, like, absolutely no... Like, you know when you have no concept that that would be what someone would do yeah, ever and I remember like oh why is that happening yeah well I, I didn't even notice it I didn't even think but I remember my mum saying to me we're in a supermarket and she was like that man was looking at you and I was like what do you mean yeah and she was like oh because you you're starting to grow up now and you're starting to look more like, like a, a woman and so you know men are gonna start looking at you like that and I was like what
0: <laughs> didn't sign up for this
1: <laughs> mind blown <laughs> yeah I
0: think I grew up because I'm four and a half years younger than my older sister, and she's my only sibling. Yeah. And I grew up watching men look at her, mm, which so is a very different thing. different, yeah. Thing. Yeah.
1: So knowing that was going to come, or whatever.
0: I don't think it's ever really come to me. <laughs> <laughs> I always sort of feel like the dumpy friend. Who's you're just sort so of like, ridiculous. It's like running along afterwards, like feeling quite pleased if she gets catcalled like once by some doesn't bold, everyone feel old like man. that inside
1: though i think everyone does i think it's
0: something that women don't like to admit yeah and there's a whole thing about how catcalling is disgusting and i totally agree but there is something that's wired in us where if we get catcalled we feel like validated oh yeah 100 yeah like, like yeah
1: <laughs> i mean i think there's a good way to do it and a bad way to do it like I mean, I know nothing's ever good, this that's a problematic sentence, but like some things are just gross and like too much and a little bit creepy and scary. Yeah. And some things like when you go, well, I've always found when I've gone to Italy, men have been like, ciao, Bella. Oh, i like, oh, Because you're blonde hello. as well. They'll be like, woo, <laughs> blonde English girl. And I've, I've always been like, that's nice. Like, hi, beautiful. That's a nice thing to say to me. I mean, I don't know what you're thinking behind that, but that makes me feel good. So, <laughs> I don't know.
0: And it's also that Italian men are more just like more charming more charming
1: i have a complicated relationship with that though i think i think all women do complicated relationship with how they want to be seen by men
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that's a big topic big topic do you think we can go into that (laughs) when we've already been talking for 52 minutes i think it's probably best left (laughs) i mean we can carry on the podcast and we have all the time in the world to talk about these big topics Mm -hmm. that we feel there are some still some ground to be trodden
1: I think there's always
0: it. going to be ground to be trodden over.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because girls has been this sort of seminal piece of work that has tapped into this generation of women and how different our generation has been to any other generation, mm-hmm. and, and how difficult this period between being like a high school girl and being a grown-up woman is when you're trying to find your feet, and, and it's really spoken to us. and so but it's just
0: been unlike anything but we've seen mm-hmm. on mainstream television just to see this female body and thinking like it's okay to not look like the women that we've seen before
1: yes i completely agree did you read this week um lena dunham put out the pitch that she wrote for girls initially and she's oh, been I like think i've read it it's the w- it's like it's the worst pitch ever yes, and like, yeah she but- was like
0: she wrote it in bed at like 3am or something
1: but part of it really spoke to me. What yeah, she, I'm going to read it out on here. Or at least part of it out. I'm just going to get it up.
0: <laughs> that's what she said. No, that's what that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Thank you, Hollywood Reporter. That's a very interesting article, actually. I'm trying to make a um, mirror the bird noise that's happening outside. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> oh, oh, that's good. <laughs> yes. Okay, you ready? I found it. Yeah. Sex and the City depicted women just stop there for a sec Louis still hasn't watched Sex and the City I'm gonna get round to it <sighs> Sex and City depicted women who had mastered their careers and were now being driven crazy by the tick of their biological clocks. Gossip Girl is about losing your virginity and gaining popularity in a world where no one is old enough to vote or has to worry about making a living, but Between Adolescence and Adulthood is an uncomfortable middle ground where women are ejected from college and into a world with neither glamour nor structure. The resulting period of flux is heartbreaking and hilarious and way too human. It's humbling and it's sexy and it's ripe for laughs. Products of the recession, these girls are over-educated and underemployed. Sure that they're too smart for their positions as assistants, nannies and waitresses, but not necessarily motivated enough to prove it, or even do their jobs well enough to advance. They have that mix of no at all entitlement and scathing deprecation that is the mark of all great Jewish comedians and many 24-year-old women with liberal arts degrees. They have the varying degrees of ambition, but have been raised to achieve... No, wait, hang on. They have varying degrees of ambition, but have been raised to achieve. They know that they want to be successful long before they know what they want to be successful at. They're the last children of baby boomers and the first generation to have mums who know how to text message. These mums probably enjoyed more swinging sex lives in their 20s than their daughters could ever dream of. They've been on Ritalin since they were 12 and on birth control since they were 15, even if they didn't start having sex until college. They're just as likely to sleep with their 40-year-old boss as they are to make it out make out like eighth graders with a 20 year old they met at a loft party they're not looking for romantic partners with money or clout just guys to make them feel thin funny or superior some of their boyfriends have turned out to be gay others have turned out to be republicans (laughs) these girls aren't necessarily political but they want to make sure abortion's a a possibility always after all who can remember condoms every time they still text at least one of these said exes when they're drunk or sad they've been raised to fuck unapologetically and then apologize for it (laughs) Grad school is their fallback plan. They are the Facebook generation and ironically enough, they are isolated by all the connectivity available to them and prone to Facebook stalking and drunk, IMing and booty calls via Twitter and deciphering text messages like their ancient hieroglyphs and blogging pictures of all the food they eat. They are navigating the transition out of college level codependence on their girlfriends but will still call to announce that they've got their period or saw a man masturbating on the subway or saw a man who looks sort of like a kid they went to school with. And could it be him? And if so, is he on Facebook? (laughs) They're beautiful and maddening. They're self-aware and self-obsessed. They're your girlfriends and daughters and sisters and employees. They're my friends and I've never seen them on TV. Oh, so good. And I know she's taken the piss out of that. Yeah. But, like, every single bit of that goes... That last line is... That just feels like my life. Yeah. Like, that everything in there the the grad school being my fallback plan the you know everything about that just screams like that is exactly how i felt when i graduated from university this is
0: why i'm in grad school yeah (laughs) i have nothing else to do like fuck like when eventually if i have daughters or sons Mm -hmm. i will show them girls definitely and i will sit with them and watch and laugh and be so pleased and and I think i
1: would say to them like yeah some of this is over the top and you know not please all of these like don't you don't to need me. to snot
0: coke off a toilet no yet.
1: but so much of this did happen to me in some way or i felt like these people felt and maybe you'll feel like that too or maybe you won't because by the time you're this age like life will have fucked you up in different and ways and your vagina
0: will be on your belly and
1: <laughs> yeah. your bum hole
0: will be on your back
1: yeah but this is how we felt for this period of time between 20 and 30 when we were young and didn't have a fucking clue what we were doing and maybe that's why i'm fucking you up in some ways and i'm really sorry and like that's
0: why your dad is the the way he is because i chose him because i was like that when i was 26 because i needed
1: someone to make me feel superior (laughs) or thin thin.
0: (laughs) or maybe one day when we're struggling to say something to our kids for some reason, I don't know, maybe we've suddenly turned very conservative. God forbid. <laughs> and, like, Trump's son, Barron, is the next president. My boyfriend. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Toy boy. Maybe we can put girls on and they'll, they'll educate our kids. Yeah. About stuff that we are feeling so strongly but can't quite say because we're still a bit scared.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's true. <sighs> I wonder if we'll ever find something that speaks to us in that way again. And I think Sex and City did really speak to Um, women of that generation Mm -hmm. at that period of time going yes we do have sex like we do we like we talk to our friends like this and we don't really know what we're doing and we make mistakes in the same way girls has but girls speaks to us of like a we don't know what we're fucking doing with our lives. sex
0: is really weird (laughs) and quite bad sometimes. Yeah and now we're
1: okay to talk about it but we can only talk about it if it's like normal or if it's a problem with them we can't talk about ourselves in it. Because
0: the women in sex in the city were all thin and all Beautiful Hollywood, beautiful, yeah, and yeah, all good at sex and good at finding sex, and like and good at their career, for, like and the right reasons. Wearing very expensive designer shoes, yeah. The girls are girls, and girls are not like that, no.
1: Yeah, and we've had the economic crash between Sex and the City yeah. and now, and that has massively changed and our people generation. Can,
0: people can bitch about the white privilege thing and the race problem in the show. But it can't diminish what show the show is. The positiveness the positivity that this show has brought about. Exactly. And I think
1: it's a shame to target girls as saying it's a bad thing because girls is doing so many great positive things and has done. And I think they've what Jenny Connor and Lena Dunham have both said is what this proves to us is that there needs to be more people of colour making stories about people of colour and you know, across the whole spectrum. You know, we told our story about what we knew, but you know, or in
0: my chat with Richard Shepard, he says that Girls has paved the way for women of different backgrounds mm-hmm. to do all sorts of stuff, just opening it as a platform. Yeah,
1: yeah, Girls has done something really special and it's yeah. really spoken to a lot of people. Definitely. And I'm so sad that we're not going to keep watching it. Um, do you know what, maybe because we aren't where Hannah is yet, that yeah. we've found this episode hard to connect with and hard to understand and not doesn't feel like our girls. And in some ways left us feeling a little bit like deflated lost a bit lost but maybe when we have a baby we'll look back at that episode and go thank you lena dunham for speaking to us like my nipples feel like iguana skin too (laughs) yeah and i don't know the difference between my vagina and my anus anymore and thank you for showing me that my body's not perfect anymore
0: but even if even though this episode we have like you say we found it not quite sitting the way you wanted Mm -hmm. it to and it's brilliant and falling short in some ways which also is great Mm -hmm. the way it ends up i mean hannah goes off and she does her weird like traversing the suburbs yeah in her very bizarre ilf like this is the worst (laughs) outfit she's ever been in but i feel like as a mother you literally just like don't care shove whatever like these really really large jeans (laughs) yeah they're too big on me too (laughs) and she just
1: doesn't button them up at all
0: and she finds the scene where she sort of becomes a Mm mum i think or she sees herself becoming a Mm mum and saying the things that mums say is when she comes she finds this young girl who's like what 16 17 yeah
1: who's doing a classic hannah of
0: Mm -hmm. blowing something completely out of proportion and hannah's like for fuck's sake because <laughs> she thinks she thinks that this girl's like run away from some abusive mm-hmm. relationship and she's got no trousers on so she gives this girl her pants her yeah. jeans and she f- she finds out that the thing that she's worrying about and really upset about is the fact that her mum's making her do her homework mm-hmm. instead of allowing her to go and see her boyfriend yeah and hannah does this amazing like rant at her that being a mum is really fucking difficult yeah and what they have to do is just love you, even if you're fucking little shit to them. Yeah, and do you think your
1: mum wants to tell you to do your homework? Yeah. No, but she does because that is her job. <laughs> and that's the
0: best thing for you. Yeah. So she sort of, I think she shocks herself into it and she sort of gives herself a bit of a pep talk. Yeah, she knows she can do it. And meanwhile, while that's happening,
1: Lorreen does some really wonderful mothering of Marnie. Yeah. Because Marnie doesn't really get it from her own mum. No. And sort of says to her like, you can't give your life up for your best friend because that's what, what I've I did. Done yeah, with,
0: with her husband, and now I ex-husband. hate him,
1: and that's really sad. Yeah, that did give me a little bit of hope that Tag and Lorene would become friends, friends again.
2: Friends
0: again. Mm. Well, I hope they can. Yeah. one day but I think she's probably very hurt still. Yeah, very hard. It's
1: it's beautiful in this episode in some ways, and yeah there's some really great moments and i think maybe it's too raw and too different to girls and too different to our lives at the moment for us to connect with it fully
0: but we do i feel like i do connect with it yeah like when hannah eventually comes home having been followed by a policeman (laughs) to make sure (laughs) she gets home um she just lorraine and marnie are sitting on the porch Mm -hmm. and hannah just comes and sits between them and they're not mad at her. They don't really say anything. And they just let her have some wine. And in the inside of the episode, Lena um, Dunham says, like, to her, that's what love is. Like, yeah. that's the thing that really is very touching to her. Like, whatever happens, like, that's true love when you can just come back from your freak out and just, like, sit between your two best friends. Mm-hmm. And she says that's how she feels about Judd and Jenny, which is beautiful. That's lovely,
1: isn't it? I think we all need to have people in our lives yeah. that we feel like that about.
0: So then we hear that Grover's woken up and he's crying. Yeah, and
1: she what, says to them both that she wants to get. Yeah, go. like, I'll get it. Yeah. And they looks... both look
0: sort of pleased. Yeah. Because that's when Marnie says, look, we had to give him formula. Mm-hmm. And he really liked it. And I think that's the thing that, it, like, takes this pressure off her. Like, do you know what? If it doesn't
1: work out, he's going to be okay. That
0: she's, take, like, this feeling of failure, like, mm-hmm. not being able to feed her baby is, like, ultimate failure. Yeah. and just makes her feel worthless so she goes up and she comfort him comforts him and she goes to the rocking chair Mm -hmm. and i sort of thought thought like oh fuck's sake so it's all going to end up fine because she's going to end up breastfeeding him and it's Mm. all happy but it is like this act of selflessness Mm -hmm. and that lovely shot of her face where she just like looks happy Mm. and excited at the future and yeah. Being able to give herself fully to someone.
1: She's kind of accepted that this is life now, it's gonna be hard, but at the end of the day, it's just her and Grover that have got to make it through together. Yeah. In some way. And they will.
0: Ah, I really love the sound of like feeding babies. <laughs> like, it's su- such a cute sound. Like I need that on, you know when you get like rain apps? Yeah. I mean like feeding babies, like gurgling and like, just,
1: yeah. I love babies.
0: <laughs> I think we've yeah we've, we've got that now haven't we? <laughs> we have yeah. It feels so surreal to be talking about the last ever episode I of know, Girls. I know. I'm pretty
1: confident there's going to be a film. They want to make a film.
0: They want to work together in some yeah. capacity again. So I
1: think we will see it all again in like five, ten years maybe. Oh
0: God, what are we going to be doing in five or ten years? Oh, I'll be like halfway to forty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not up for that.
1: More than halfway to forty, Jen. Uh, in ten years, I'll be thirty-six. That's only just over halfway to forty. I'm
0: not that Isn't old. Isn't twenty really. halfway to forty? Oh yeah, but I mean like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's like, basic counting. Even I can do that. I mean
1: like halfway through my thirties to forty. Yeah, that's what I mean.
0: I'll be thirty-five. Are you twenty-five now? Twenty-four. Maybe thirty-four then? Twenty-four. 24. <laughs> <laughs> Counting is not so good. Yeah, I know. I hope to have a whole brood of children just like around my hips at all Aww. times. time.
1: I can't even imagine my life in ten years time. I think it's nice not to. I have
0: no idea. I'm f- trying to get, to get to grips now without feeling okay with not knowing what's going to mm. happen. I know what I'm doing until the end of 2018 and that's enough for now. I know what I'm doing until the end of this summer. Which, when i'm finishing my thesis and then i don't know but it's fine it's exciting
1: you've yeah. got the world at your feet
0: i am currently marnie in that red sequin dress you're breaking are. up with desi saying like i don't know what's going to happen but that's fine i'm ready to embrace my life and anyone else who's listening and feeling the same like what the fuck am i doing yeah we're all just doing our best Anyone who's listening and thinking,
1: I don't know what the fuck I'm doing,
0: email us, because
1: we'll tell you about the fact that we don't know what the fuck we're doing either, and we can coach each other through.
0: (laughs) Like, we've built a little nice community here. We have. Which is more than I've ever dreamed we would do with this, because this was just us getting together, Mm -hmm. liking the sounds of our own voices. Because I have grown to love listening to us. I know. Which is something I didn't think I would. We're such massive narcissist,
1: aren't we? (laughs) And, um... um, yeah, you know what? we have loved hearing from you guys like via email via twitter via instagram in all these different ways about how how you've connected with the same things we've connected with or giving us ideas about stuff that we've not thought about and it's been amazing it's Mm -hmm. been great and please don't stop that if you have things you want to tell us keep telling us
0: um yeah because this is a big episode yeah i mean it was big but it was small which i liked Mm. like it was small Sort of like a bottle episode, really, wasn't it? It was, in a way, yeah. Nice house. Yeah. I mean, that's
2: unrealistic, isn't it? I'll never have a house that nice. No.
0: It seemed a bit alienated and, like, a bit hellish. Mm. <laughs> I thought, like, there's just screaming baby in this house with no neighbours. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I would have liked to have seen Hannah maybe doing work. Yeah. Like, working at the college or whatever. Maybe we'll see that again. Maybe in the future. Yeah. Mmm... Have we come to the natural end, I think we have we've been talking for over an hour. me and Jen after we watched earlier on <laughs> as like a sad fun game for us to do. We were like, "What would that episode have been like if it was Hannah and Adam? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah,
1: we decided they would like still be in. New York. But, but not very, not, in, not Brooklyn, in Brooklyn. Maybe like in Queens or like somewhere in Manhattan or something. And that they would occasionally bump into the other people, but not really. And Adam would still be working and doing like stuff. But...
0: And he'd be supporting the baby and Hannah with like commercial money. Mm. And Hannah would be writing freelance. Yeah. And they'd go to Central Park. And she would wear... I mean Grover would probably not be called Grover, he'd be called like Nathaniel.
1: Do you think Like, I think of
0: like an Adam name. What would Adam call his child? Something like really strong, wouldn't he? Zeus. Like Zeus, yeah. No, I feel like he'd
2: oh, pick like a really I think
0: I think he'd pick like a theatrical name or like a Maybe name like after him, a playwright or something. Yeah. Harold. Like, I was thinking of
1: Pinter as well. Why? Well, Pinter would be cool. Pinter, that's a cool name. Or,
0: um, like, another... Oh, like, a Tennessee... Shakespeare. Shakespeare. <laughs> oh, man. We're just, like, stretching out our, our exit. Long goodbye. Because I really don't want to go.
2: <laughs>
1: well, I've know. loved doing this. We've loved it. And we are going to come back in some way. We may go through seasons two till, six, uh, two till five that we haven't done.
0: Or We've we got may- a couple of maybe... Guests lined up that yeah. would like to come in and just talk about more just like the impact of the show yeah. and we're wanting to just sort of maybe move it to more of just like a general life chat chat girls on the world yes <laughs> girls take the world <laughs> <laughs> girls manage to buy underwear that they don't stain
1: <laughs> that's that's like when pigs fly catchy <laughs> <laughs> all right so please contact us Aww. so on instagram we are at girls on girls pod on twitter we are at girls on underscore podcast and on gmail we are podcast on girls at gmail.com please get in touch with look us look at you jen thanks
0: babe it's only taken us Almost a year <laughs> to get all that right. It's now in my brain indefinitely. Maybe one day, if this podcast gets really successful, we'll get like it tattooed on us, like all our different social media. I mean, addresses. I love your idea,
1: but I can't get my ears pierced without <laughs> thinking about wanting to throw up. So I think I you but... not got your ears pierced at all. I did when I was a kid, but they've grown over now. Um, yeah, so I think I won't
0: do that, but... Maybe I, I will. You can. When I have my mental breakdown. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just get it on your forehead, babe. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> Thank you all so much for sticking with us through this series, and um, we'll hopefully be speaking with you
0: soon. We've loved, seriously, every minute of it. Yeah.
1: Loads of love, and I hope yeah, that everyone so is okay love. over the next few weeks without a new like, episode.
0: be gentle to yourselves, just, like... Take care, drink <laughs> wine, but not too much, and you tell know, people you love them and eat some spag bowl. Make babies. <laughs> name <laughs> them after us. My full name is Louisa. <laughs> Mine's Jenna. It's Cornish. Yeah. <laughs> my, my name is like French, Spanish, Italian, it's lovely. English, all of the cool nations. Yeah. Okay, right, guys, take care. We love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I don't know what to join in. I think I was just putting all the songs together. should we just sing it? Ready? I like the humming. Because it started like as a thing that's not like, just like an off the cuff thing. Okay, but I can't, don't want to join in. What was it? You got a
1: fast
2: car.
0: I'll oh, do. You... you got a fast car.
2: I want a ticket to anywhere. Maybe we can make a deal. Maybe together we can get somewhere. Any place that's better. Starting from zero, I to getting New getting New really can't
1: sing it. It's too high. <laughs> Sam, please, please cut that out. <laughs> it needs to get lower. Yeah, but Tracy Chapman coming too high. <laughs> <laughs> no. And why g- don't we just sing it? Like just the first bit. Sing it together.
0: Yeah. Wait. <laughs> let, you, me try, it. let me try. Let <laughs> me. You got a fast car. Maybe together we get somewhere.
2: Any place is better. Starting from zero, I got nothing to lose. Maybe we'll make something. Me and myself,
0: I got nothing to oh. lose. <laughs> right.
1: Okay. Should we start from the beginning? <laughs>
0: I have okay. to do like the Britney Spears thing.
1: <laughs> ready?
0: Because we don't want to seem to rehearse.
1: It's no, like no, off no. the cuff. It's, yeah, it's not rehearse at all. Okay.
2: <laughs> you, got you got a fast, fast. car. Mm-hmm. I want a ticket to anywhere. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can make mm-hmm. a deal. Maybe together we can get somewhere. Any place is better. Starting from zero, got nothing to lose. Oh, and maybe fucking we'll hell! I did it wrong again. Me, and myself, oh, got nothing to prove. Right, ready? You got a fast <laughs> car. I want a ticket anywhere. to anywhere. Maybe anywhere. we can make a deal. Maybe together we can get somewhere. Any place is better. Starting from zero, got nothing to lose. Maybe we'll make something. Me and myself, I got nothing to prove. Do, do do do, do do do. See, my old man's got a problem, he lives with a father, that's the way it is He said his body's too old for working, his body's too young to look like his mama went off and left him, she wanted more from life than he could give I said, somebody's got to take care of him, so I quit school and that's what I did Do, 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 do to remember when we were driving, driving in your car, speeding so fast it felt like I was drunk. Sleep lights lay out before us and your arms felt nice, wrapped right around my shoulder. And I, I, got a feeling that I belong. And I, I, had a feeling that I could be someone, be someone, be someone.